Hello, and welcome to episode four. Four? Yeah, absolutely. Four. Four. Episode four of the Bethlehem Blast Furnace. I'm Mark Cole, here with Bob Hopko. Again, we're not long. We're no longer at Bob's house. We uh, came back to Galazzo House. Got a couple of games on. Good crowd here. Um, so we're going to be doing episode four, and we kind of sat down. You know, you, you, you talk a little bit before you go through these things and kind of have a game plan, and then we started to rant a little bit. Obviously, it's been a little while since we've recorded. Um, we've had a few games now. We've had three games since then. Four? Three. Three games since then. Uh, it was a homestand, and we started to get a little fired up, so we figured we'll just stop talking to each other and just kind of do this thing live and, and kind of figure out We'll just figure it out as we go. Yeah, we had a whole plan, like like professionals, and then we were just talking, and we were like... That's not what soccer is. Soccer is about know, passion. We're very passionate today. Not that we aren't other times, but we, we just kind of had it, all right? And a lot of this is really built up, and it, and it's real. And, it's, and, and, and we're tired as fans really not being taken care of as customers. And, and it's a big story, and, and Mark's going to start off and start yelling. Yeah, I mean, you look at it this way. We're, what, five games in now? We're five games into the season. You have one win. For, you know, there, there's a multitude of reasons as to why we lost, why we only have why we only get draws. But the big thing is, is we had a three-game homestand here early on in the season with a chance to win. I mean, they, it should have been at least seven points, if not nine. And we left we six points on the table. Yeah, against and teams that we shouldn't have yeah. lost. Yeah, Nashville, who was playing in their second ever game. Yeah. And, you know, we lost that on a, a nonsense it, PK, but what? it shouldn't have come down to that. We no. should have put the ball in the net at least we, once. We, we struggled in the very first five minutes of that match, and they took advantage. We were not prepared for the first five minutes of that match against uh, Nashville SC. And then you think the guys are going to rebound and they're going to come back and they're going to say, all right, let's go. We, we, we lost a game we shouldn't have lost. And and they come out pretty much lay an egg against Charleston. They should have won that game. Charleston's in 12th place. He's talking. What's up, Javi? Javi, Javi, Javi the wonderful, oh Javier, God. the wonderful I'm owner of Galazzo House, just brought Bob some ranch dressing. Yeah, you know, we're going to do this on YouTube one day. We really are. Um, but, man, I tell you, this, this food, if you could see this food right here, it's a party. It really is. So, anyway. Galazzo House on uh, in South Bethlehem. Check it out. Go ahead. Get back to where we were. So, Charleston, they're in 12th place. They're not playing good at all. No. And we pretty much chuck up an egg. We get a 1-1 one, one, one draw against them. And then, again, you come in since he was not playing so hot. I think we should have probably won that game. They're in sixth in the East right now, and, and, and here we are sitting in tenth. We, we had a draw against Charleston, a draw against Cincy, and it's just not looking good. I mean, we have five points through five games, and, you know, one point isn't going to get you the playoffs. <laughs> First of all, I know there's no James Chambers, so that hurts, right? Because he – come on, Mark, right? Chambers is, is our glue out there. He's our quarterback. He – He's our leader on the field. All those superlatives, whatever cliche you want to call them. And I understand he didn't play in... Eric, is it two or three? Two? One. Chambers two. has missed the last... Two. The last two. Last two. And, and you know, and that, and that affects our, our squad. I, I understand that. But you know what affects our squad? Nine freaking people from the Union! Yeah. yeah. From the Union! Bob, Bob's a little fired up. Bob's a Red Bull fan, so he doesn't like the Union to begin with. 
So, well, how are they doing? How about last night's disaster? How about that? <laughs> Did you watch that? Anybody watch that out there? So, the union obviously have their fair share of issues, which, and, and we don't like to talk about the union a lot, but it in, in turn affects us. I mean, we have, their back line is in absolute shambles. They so can't finish. They can't finish. We get caught with, you know. Oh, talk about finishing. This is the worst finishing I've ever seen in a pro in my life. We had, we, that first half, we should have, should have scored four goals. Four goals. Maybe three, and by the fourth one, I'm, I'm pushing it. But I'll give you, I'll say three at the minimum. Well, how many we have? We have one. Four goals. And that brings up this. Where is, where is Brandon out? I mean, we, obviously, as fans, you know, we, we've, on the podcast, we've harped on it, this and that. They keep bringing Corey Burke down, which he played well for us last year. But the guy's got an ego. He absolutely has an ego, and I think now that he signed that contract with the union, him along with some of the other guys, Derek Jones, he puts in some effort. He, you know, he does his thing. But some I'm of these calling guys, you guys out. We're calling you guys out. I don't want to see any kind of that wacky ass finishing or lack of finishing we've seen. Santi Moore, you too, and you're a very passionate guy, and you called yourself out. But you know what? You still sucked. And I don't want to see you. Your buddy Pino is going to let you have it. And your buddy Pino lets you have it. It's not good. It, it's just a matter of we. they need to put the ball in that. And you bring these guys down from the union who I honestly feel you got some egos. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be they there. They don't want to be there. Their chemistry is not right. Normally Chambers kinds of like dictates the game. Dictates everything and makes sure that these guys aren't acting like Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads, all right? But, yeah, you, you, you know, like I said, Corey Burke, he had an ego when he was down here. Then he signs the contract with the union, and then, he, you know, thinking, oh, I'm probably not going to play down here anymore. I don't have to do this and deal with not playing in front of big crowds and playing in a second division. I'm going to be playing with the big guys. And you can see the eff- you can see the difference in effort that he puts between when he plays for the union, when he comes on as oh a My God, he looked out of this world. He looked like a first-team all-star in some of the matches. But and then he and then he comes down and it, it's la- it's the lazy laziness that we're, that we were that we have as Bethlehem fans has gotten used to. You know what? We treat ourselves this is where second class citizens and that's what we're going to get. Yeah. All right. How many people were at that match in the cold? Which I was not there. I was in, in beautiful Montgomery, Alabama. How many were there? Fifty. It was it was it wasn't a lot. <laughs> it certainly wasn't a lot. Our buddy Eric was there. I was you there. were there. Yeah. You had a bathroom party without me. Halftime bathroom party. That sounds a little weird. We were shotgunning beers in the bathroom because all right. we had to. We're making Eric uncomfortable yeah. by yelling and screaming. Yeah, Eric, Eric's getting a little red. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, but anyway, our buddy Eric's sitting at the bar. Yeah. So you you get into this situation where, like, obviously, you know, you get on the USL groups on Facebook and things like that, and people talk about, oh, the MLS2 teams. They hurt us, they hurt us, they hurt us. I don't think any of you understand. Like, I had a talk uh, the last game. A couple of fans from Cincy came out, and I was talking to them. And, I, you know, and I've talked to some other people from, you know, just fans that I've met throughout the last two years from other teams. And Joe Valla from Louisville, good guy. He always uh, – I was talking to him about it the other night, and he said, he's like, I always try to explain to my guys that you don't understand how much it sucks to be a two – because you don't get – you don't get consistency. Like one of the key things I think in any team sport is, is a chemistry that you need. You got to keep the same guys together. You do, and, and and I don't understand why. I mean, I've said this a thousand it, times. It I don't understand. It should not be a. You should be happy in a way to play on this level, 
I know it sounds silly and you should have higher goals, but you shouldn't. They shouldn't put people in a position where this is a chore. Yeah. yeah, like a punishment, a chore, or just you know not. And and not honestly, cool. to my point is, I think it's. I mean, I think they could see it that way, but the guys that they have come like John McCarthy, he comes down and he doesn't. I mean, he saved a, a draw for us in the last game. He comes down. He appreciates the fans. He always comes over. He thanks us for coming out and things like that. And that's the difference in mentality. He John, actually made a mistake in one of those games, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but he doesn't come out with a huge ego and be like, Oh, no, I, I like John McCarthy. I'm not calling John McCarthy. Yeah, no. Yeah. He well, doesn't come down bit. and I wasn't say, happy with them coming out on that one. He, he well, one That one goal, he should have saved. But but still, that's besides that, I mean, just based on what we're talking about, is he doesn't come down with an ego and say, Oh, shit, I have to play for Bethlehem today. It's all right. I get, I agree to, with I get to play. I get to play, and I get to get minutes at a professional level. And you. obviously, Andre Blake is the starter for the Union, and Johnny Mack is going to get some Open Cup games and things like that. But he he doesn't see it as a punishment, I don't think. Whereas guys like Corey Burke do, and it quite honestly pisses me off. And 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 I think what's the bigger issue here, right? Should Corey Burke be down here? For the whole, for one more season, or it should he should he be up in the first team? And right now, I don't think they should have signed him. I think right, the there you go. I, I think it. the that's issue exactly here, it is. Should have signed. Should I think signed. honestly, I think he was assigning a couple of these guys. So obviously, with 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 the center backs and Matt, you know, with McKenzie and Matt Real going up, I kind of understood those because you sign them to the homegrown contract so that they don't go to college. You keep them. You don't have to worry about them going through the draft. Granted, they could have signed them to homegrowns after the college. I think they just wanted to get them when they were younger um, and, and not risk them getting hurt and get them professional minutes and this and that. But the union, their whole point is the academy, the academy, the academy. That's where we spend our money. That's where we're going to build from, this and that, which I get perfectly fine. Uh, How's that working out for everybody? Not, and that's the thing is it's not working. How's that working out for the union? It's not working out, and you get – you're not getting results from it. I mean, obviously you're getting these guys minutes, but I think the reason that they signed Burke, honestly, was because they wanted to push their... Like, obviously, Bethlehem Steel isn't their academy, per se. It's it's part of the system, their quote-unquote path to pro process, but I think that was their way of saying, oh, look at us, you know, season ticket holders. Look what we're doing. We're signing guys from Bethlehem Steel. We're signing guys from the academy. They're pushing that, and, and it doesn't... It hasn't paid dividends, and I think that's why they signed Burke, honestly. I don't think that was the thing where they felt he was ready to make the next step completely because if that was the case, he wouldn't be playing down with Steele. They would not want to risk him getting hurt playing down in Bethlehem to play, you know, 10, 15 minutes for... The bigger, the bigger issue is the entire structure... Of the entire organization. Of the entire organization. And you're an outsider, so you see it. I mean, it's not working. Everyone making it makes fun of the union. They make fun of the organization. They make fun of the way they handle our our team in Bethlehem. They don't care. They don't. And I, like I said, I think that's they they understand. You think soccer fans aren't knowledgeable? Yeah. They they uh, they're trying to push this whole. Path to pro, we're going to bring guys up through the system our way, our way, our way, our way. And it hasn't worked so far. You're getting to the point where it's something needs to change at that level. Now, there's, I mean, you, you see it 
all over the, the union social media scape, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, anything. People want Jim Curtin out. Obviously, the team isn't reacting to him. I think he's a real big yes man to Ernie. I think they just work together, and they're both. I think Ernie is too arrogant to switch his ways, and I think Jim is too timid to call Ernie out and say, look, this is not working. We need to do something. So this is my next question. Yeah. Do we lose Brendan Burke as our head coach before the season is over to the union? Here's 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 what I'm going to call Brendan Burke out. I don't think he's coached real well this year, even with the, the with the problems we've had, with the challenges. They had those the, that first five minutes. A reason why we got a PK, we gave up a PK, is because we were not structurally yeah. sound. Was well, it that, because we had people who didn't know each other? Okay, yeah, probably, but we were not in the right. Formation. We were not in the right system, in the right structure, whatever form, what term you want to call it. We were not ready. We they were just hammering us for the first five minutes. Yeah. We hardly had any ball control. And you know what? Let's talk about that for for an instant. Let's go to the to the referees for a second. They suck. They're terrible. They're a disaster. And if oh, we dropped the mic. And if anybody thinks that that's not the case. You're wrong. Then you're you're de- delusional out there. I, I think the the refs obviously at, at at the MLS level are horrible, and then we get the leftovers, which means we get like the worst of the worst. Some of the people out there, refing on the USL level, should not even be down two levels. They're not prepared. They have no self confidence. They have no feel for the game. They react instead of setting a tone. Do you agree with everything I, agree. I said? Yeah, they, 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 um, it's almost, even in the last game. So when we played against Cincy, I forget her name, whatever her name is. I want her to be the best ref in the USL. I want her being MLS. I really do. But she is so far where, where she needs to be. Yeah. to be promoted. I want her to be a big time star. I want her to be able to work the CONCACAF men's qualifiers. But she is so far away from where she has to be. I understand she has incredible um, obstacles in front of her. I know some of the guys do not treat her with respect because she's a woman. That's not cool. All right. The problem is, is she's just so far behind in a general understanding. There were calls not being made. There were calls being made specifically in the first half. She had no idea. And her team, she she's not a leader yet. So the assistants are like, uh, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I hope she gets better. I sincerely do. But I don't even remember her name. I forget her name. I don't really pay attention to the ref. The ref, the woman ref. The female ref. No idea. Eric doesn't right. know. No Eric. idea is her name. So listen. We should be more we should have written her name down because she deserves um, respect, and I respect her. Of she's course. made it this far in her career. Obviously, she's done something right at the lower levels, but it's just a matter of last year. She was she, she was a better, I think, yeah. and that, she had a rough match. Yeah, not as bad as the match with the guy calling the PK though against us. Because let me tell you something. It was six yards outside the box. I understand technically if you're on the line, well, on the line is in the box, but it wasn't on the line. Yeah, it was nowhere near. And and that set the whole changed the whole game. 
They, yeah, they, you're playing. They step back. We're down a man. Should we have been down a man anyhow? Okay. Yeah, maybe. it should have been. It should yeah, have been okay. A red card, Most likely. No. Not even maybe. Yeah, okay. It should have been a red card. The point is, is that we 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 are not playing well. There is really bad officiating. Our fans don't show up when it's cold. <laughs> True definition of fair weather fans. Yeah. Here I was out of town. I'm watching a darn thing at a at an airport in Montgomery, Alabama. But the, Montgomery, Alabama. But like I said, so how the union system works? By the way, that ESPN Plus. I thought it was good. It sucks too. So I'm gonna call them out. That thing was a disaster last night. That thing was a disaster. I couldn't load it. I had four games for about ten minutes. I was in heaven. Before you know it, everybody else logged on ESPN Plus. They couldn't handle the darn thing. <laughs> so we didn't answer my question, Bob. The union system traditionally has been so they had Novak as their coach first, fired him. They it's hired. It's not the coaching; it's the system. I know, but this you're, that answer. That's my saying. So yeah. they had Novak, fired him. They brought in John Hackworth, who was his assistant. Curran is a good coach. I think he's a good person, good coach. I think Brendan Burke's a good person and a good coach. All right? The problem is Ernie Stewart should should take one of these freaking jobs he's up for and get the heck out. And I love Ernie Stewart because I used to – I'm a big U.S. fan, and I, li- I like Ernie as a U.S. guy. But as a, as a boss, a leader, he's just – he just doesn't get it. And, and then the ownership's a disaster. I mean, how many people show up at the Union Games? That's a disaster. I mean, we got we, we got three free tickets, so we'll go. I won't even go to that. Well, I'm going to go. I refuse. Well, whatever. You'll probably go when they play Red Bull. No, you know what? You know what sounds weird? I'm not against rooting for the Union. That sounds weird. It sounds awful, and I'm like a hypocritical and a fair weather. F- but you know what? I see these guys. That's the whole thing why they have them in Bethlehem. I'm not a, I don't hate the Union. My friends are all Philly people and Philly Union fans now. I don't hate the Union. I root for the Red Bull. I know it's sacrilegious to root well, for no, I think that that's a Philly team if you're from, grew up in the New York City area. I'm on the cusp. I'm no, the I think that that's a... I want the Union to be good. I think I really that that's a, a manufactured, quote-unquote, rivalry from, from MLS. I don't think it was ever actually a rivalry. I know Red Bull fans don't really see it as a rivalry. And I, I, the Union were looking for a rival, and traditionally Philly and New York teams tend, you know, hate each other, and Philly and New Jersey teams hate each other. But even so, like even hockey, like I don't. Fifty percent of the fans at Union game, where are they from? New Jersey, Southern, of South Jersey. Yeah. yeah, but that's how it is in any Philly sport. I know, of course. Cherry Hill and all that. I Vegas understand. Fans, so Philly, so it's, yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think there's. Like you said, there's a lot going on with the organization, which we don't normally like to talk to. And I hated our schedule this year. I know it's whatever. We have a bye week this week with the beautiful weather in Bethlehem. Mark would have been drunk. Probably. It would have been a lot of fun out in the park. And what are we doing? We're taping our podcast in Glossow House. It's beautiful out. You're going hiking now, so that's good. But like I said, the, the, the organization's in shambles, which comes down to, okay, then... When the union is in shambles, when the first team's in shambles, we're in shambles because the their back line is, you know, just absolutely plagued with injuries. So we lose guys like Matt Real and, and Mark McKenzie, who would normally be pretty permanent fixtures on our back line. We lose them to the union because they need them, and then we have guys like Eric Ayuk, who is... He didn't play the last man. He's, he's a right, quote-unquote, right mid. The man is a right wing. 
full forward. He does yeah, not. What the hell's up with that? He doesn't play defense, and they have him playing right back because honestly, we don't have any other choice. So it hurts. Here's us. what needs to be done. The union needs to hire and spend some money for a big time guy. We need. You mean like a big time player or a big time like, big time player? Okay. All right. That's never gonna happen. That's what they need to do. I, the, I, we've been saying it for years. It doesn't matter, but it, that's what they need to do. Number two, if they don't do that, they need to keep guys down on this level. I agree, but the, like I said, I mean, Eric had his little argument with Ernie last year before the one, after the one game, and it was, it you know, can we just get some consistency on this roster? And Ernie flat out said, no, you will kids. never have it. You right. will never have it. You will never have consistency down here. That's not why we're here. No. And the problem is this: is if. Is if you know, they can complain about attendance all they want, but how can you convince people to show up when the front, the people that own this team do not give a damn if we win games? Well, you know what they care about? They care about this this structure. And that's, you know what? The structure is not working, so you need to be able to think on your feet and change your game plan and not go down with a ship on a structure that's not working, a system that's not working. But this is all they have. It comes from ownership to begin with. I mean, they, Jay Sugarman has flat out said, "I'm not gonna. He, we're not gonna." Well, he lies. He he flip flops. He he's he's like your typical politician where they flip flop on everything they say. He went literally from one week saying, "We're gonna spend money this this off season. We're gonna spend money. We're gonna spend money," to the next week in another interview saying, "We're never gonna sign a big name player." Here, here's what I want for this deal. I want eight guys. That basically play every freaking That's what it game. Be. That's what it should. All right, be. eight guys every freaking game, and then you bring in some guys from the unit. All right, that's what I want. It and should you know be what? that. I mean, yeah, of course, because we're smart enough to understand that, and that system will work because these guys will win some games here. They'll build their confidence up. When you they'll win, build chemistry. That's right. When you build chemistry, them. and when you pull them up, they'll have confidence, chemistry, and they'll be able to play on the MLS level, right? I agree, but that's not how the union <laughs> wants to run this, and that's part of you know the woes that we have to deal with, I guess. And it's it's nonsense. Eric just got me a beer. He's the man. Um, Look at that. That's very nice. Thanks, Javi. So, and that's like I said, the union don't want to. They don't care about wins down here. They've they've said it. They do not. They've said what is more important, making the playoffs or getting these guys ready for MLS. Obviously, there's a a difference in both. You need to kind of do both and, and figure it out because, in all reality, that's why the Steel are here. But it's not working. And quite honestly, we're not making guys ready for MLS. No, that's the point. We're not making them ready. For MLS and, and not, we're, not we're not winning, winning. games. You know what's <laughs> so. good? What's positive and happy for a second? You know what's good? You know what's good? People law tied last night in USL, and we're not too far out. And that's just crazy. And thing. that's a crazy thing. So could you could you spin it and say even as how poorly we played, how many points we left on the, you know, uh, on uh, you know out there that we should have had. We're not too far in a bad position if we pick things up. Now, next match is really tough. We're going against Louisville, and they've pretty at much... At Louisville. At Louisville. They've picked up right where they started, or right where they left off and last And they season. are structured. That structure, yeah, that because, works. Because they... And this is the difference. So, obviously, there's the rivalry between Cincy and, and Louisville. And it's funny to see the difference between their two clubs. So, you have Cincinnati, who... 
from Jump Street has been, we want to get the MLS, we want to get the MLS, we want to get the MLS, that's our goal. Which is fine. If that's why you want to make a team, because you want to get to the MLS, and that's obviously everybody wants to play at the top level, normally. The difference oh, there surprised people. Nobody thought Nobody, yeah, I can't that imagine. they would be drawing 22, 23,000 people to, people to a football stadium. And, you know, nobody, they were, that was way beyond any expectations out there. And obviously, they weren't even in, you know, MLS's Don Garber's uh, wheelhouse, yeah, right? Radar, he I'm didn't even have them as a. As a city, four years ago, he didn't even think of Cincinnati. Is no. that true? I, I would think, yeah. I mean, they locked up their stadium deal, obviously. So that's that, well, that's a whole other story. They're all. You want me to go on that? No, we won't get into that. Oh, uh, you don't want me to get going, no, huh? No. Oh, I hate you. So but this is the thing. So you look at them, and then you look at Louisville, who has come in and said, "We're happy in USL. We're going to build what we have here, and we're going to build a winning tradition here in Louisville." And they've done. I mean. They're the defending champs, and they have yet to lose a game this year. They're going to live in it now. We're yeah. going to build this stadium on this level. Yep. You know what? We're happy. Whatever happens from there, happens. But we're going to have a winning franchise. We're going to have a well-attended franchise. We're going to get a new stadium out of it, and out of it in a neighborhood that wants it, yep. unlike Cincinnati. And I understand they want to gentrify that neighborhood. I've been in that neighborhood. You don't want to walk in that neighborhood. You can't walk from downtown is to the Taft High School. Is it as bad as Chester? It's as bad as Chester. Oh, wow. Okay. But that gets into a whole gentrification problem, and I understand that. But you know what? Maybe they'd find some inner-city Cincinnati kid that's like, oh, this soccer's pretty cool. Maybe I don't want to play football, or I don't want to play basketball. You know? But... That's a, that's a really tough decision. But what I'm telling you, I'm mad at FC Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a banner. No one likes us. You know what? No one likes you. First of all, it's not yours in the, in the MLS. And I know they, the union took it from the wall. But you know what? No one, no one likes you. Because you're jerks. You're jerks. Are you not jerks? Except for, like, a few of them. A few and people. It, this is the thing. It, it's... Obviously, the attendance talks are nonsense. Like, obviously, yeah, you draw 22,000 people. Congratulations. It's awesome. It's great. But when you care more about how many people are in the stands over... I was with people from Cincinnati. They're good people, nice people, okay? They bring their kids to the game. All right? When you care about that over results on the field, you just make yourself look like a jackass. And like I said, some people understand it out there. You know, I've talked to some of them on a regular basis still to this day from guys that I've met out there. But it's, you got to give it up with the attendance talks. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, it's a big deal. You're going to MLS, have fun, good riddance, see you later. But, like I said, I don't understand why we can't have teams that are content on building a strong Division Two. And I didn't even plan on talking about this at all. Like I said, we just kind of are winging this. But it goes hand-in-hand hand with NASL. Who gives I mean, to me, who gives a shit what division you play at? It, it, whether it's one, two, four, five. If you play in, like, the men's rec league, if it's your local club and that's all you have, then you fucking support it. Right now, I hate you, Mark, because I do care. No, I know. Because it's a bigger issue. Right? The bigger issue is Lehigh Valley is a decent-sized market. Oh, absolutely. 50-something, depending on what survey you look at. People come here for jobs all the time. They like it here. All right? News people come here and they stay. 
on WFMZ. Am I right? They do. They like the market. They do. It's a good area. All right. It's going to grow to like over a million people by in the next 20 years. It's around 850 some thousand. Yeah, it's 850 right now. Or something. All right. But what I'm getting at, we are a good area. We're a, a great area to have a team. We're a, we're a, a top level, triple A, whatever you want to call it, affiliate. That's who we are. That's who we are. In baseball, we are. In hockey, we are. In soccer, soccer, we should be. So I disagree with you. We should be the highest level besides the major leagues. No, that's what I'm saying. So it does matter. matter. I'm saying in terms of your support level. Like, if that's what you have... I'm not. Say, I'm saying. I'm not saying us in particular. I'm saying in general. We had a, a PDL team. Nobody went to the PDL team. They still have PDL. They still. We still do, of course. We have Valley United. I think United, right? Are they still Is in it existence? Sonic or United? It used to be Sonic. Now it's United. Sonic United. We'll Sonic United FC. They play in a high school stadium. Okay. Yeah. And they compete against the. And then we, yeah, have, we have a WPLS team that nobody goes to. And we compete against the union affiliate, which is our next level down in the PDL, the Reading Ace, Reading United, United. Ace. Alright? So the points I'm making is there is a there's other soccer in town on different levels. Yeah. So it does matter. We deserve the highest level. We deserve an independent franchise. I don't mind an affiliation with the union, but not only. Okay? Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, that's... It's, and I... The ownership, like I said, is kind of on the point where it's... It, it's done more harm than good for us. I, I feel like this team could really take off. I, you know... And you know, we could say, oh, if they were independent, they'd be better, they'd be better. And they probably would, because you'd probably have more consistency in this and that, but... I mean, Red- you would have 12, 15 people that you would see all the time. Yeah, and, and that works, obviously, even if... But Red Bull 2 won MLS, or USL Cup two years ago, and it's... They did, because their structure worked. They had a consistency, worked. yeah. Their game last night was a disaster. I didn't watch it. Yesterday, well, late afternoon. But the point I'm trying to make is that I honestly believe that an, an MLS 2 team can work but you have to not under the keep union it system. Together, you the, the Red Bulls kept their team together. They did, yeah. and then they brought them up. And they brought well. They learned that's they learned Brandon Allen. He was their leading goal scorer. Obviously, they loaned him out to Minnesota. That didn't really work out. No, that's a mistake. I agree. They loaned him to Minnesota because they were you know he wasn't going to get time there, and they figured he might get time in Minnesota. And it was a disaster. And then he ended up here, and we were obviously excited, thinking, all right, we got a guy who's going to put the ball in the net. And he did it twice in the first game, and then the union forced him to the bench. They won't play him. They They won't play a guy that is a a natural finisher who really plays with passion. I don't get it. I don't, I don't, there's something there. What is it, Mark? And I, and this is another thing. So, like, we've talked about Brandon Burke and, has he done a good job in this now? I don't know how much leeway he gets to determine when guys come on. I, I, I don't know if there's somebody up in the booth saying, okay, put bring, bring, you know, Corey, or, you know, take Corey Burke off and put Brandon Allen on now. In the 80th minute, which makes zero sense to me when 
we've dominated the whole game. We just didn't put the ball in the net. Put in a guy that can score the fucking ball. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Put him in. Let him have a chance to score. And 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 I can imagine it's gonna end up deterring. It's gonna end up deterring guys from wanting to come here. Honestly, and this is what I thought about. I was in the shower this morning, and I'm oh. kind of going over this, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm trying to remember like what I want to say today. It's almost as if they sign. Because think think about traditionally, other than Chambers, about the guys that they have signed to steal contracts. Joseph Samuel is a steal yep. contract. Yeah. Um, you know, Derek Jones, obviously he played in the first year because he was yeah. their first ever player, but he was an academy. So he yeah. was an academy. Yeah. Think about the guys that weren't academy kids that they have signed to contracts for the steal. Chris Wingate, Charlie Raymond, um, you know, just those types of guys yeah. over the last two years. They don't see the field. No. It's almost as if, and you will probably 100% agree with me on this. I haven't brought this up to you yet. It's almost, all right, so I think they need to have 14 or 15 players, something like that, that are signed. Or, Eric, how many players need to be signed to steal contracts specifically? I forget. There's a certain number, whatever the case may be. It's almost as if they signed that many players specifically to steal contracts just to meet the requirement, knowing that these guys aren't going to play. Brandon Allen, one of those guys, signed to a steal contract. Can barely get on the field for more than ten minutes at a, game, at a time. This is about transparency, right? You never do something and for ulterior motives, right? Yeah. And that's the problem with the union. Nobody trusts their leadership. No one trusts their motives. Nobody. They make fun of them. The entire league makes fun of the. I understand if the system worked and they lost games that were heartbreak. But they're playing like crap. And they have yeah. consistently over the last eight years. So they made the playoffs twice. In and a they perfect have yet world. Have, I don't think they've scored a single goal in the playoffs in a, yet. Right. In a perfect world, the union does not own Bethlehem Steel FC. Yeah. Then we get a, a, a beautiful stadium with the steel stacks in the background, right? Are we dreaming for a second? Yeah. Beautiful. We're for, we've been 8, dreaming for two years. With mm-hmm. an amphitheater, with a, with a stage set up on one side for Music Fest. And people come to just hang out and have a good a good night. There's a good environment in that area. They maybe have some pregame concerts going on. That's what we really want. We are so far from that. Now, we're having a soccer fest for the World Cup. All right? And Bethlehem Steel has decided to sponsor it. Right? It's a great idea. No negativity here. It's a great idea. They're right? finally reaching out to the community, which is nice. I marched in a frozen... July 4th, I'm at, uh, July 4th, in the um, St. Patrick's Day Parade. People were very appreciative. That was a good idea. That was a good goal. Um, we, There are people who want to support this team. This area is very proud. It's very proud of being from Lehigh Valley. A lot of people came from other places, but they're proud of being here. And we need to market that. Yeah. And we need to. to we we are a, a, a the highest level minor league team that we should be. I disagree with you to a point that you mentioned before. We were so far from that right now. I can't even tell you. All right. And that's the problem. I'm I'm scared that they give up on this. They move their steel out. We don't have a USL team. I don't. We follow. Yeah. 
Lehigh Valley United. I'm not worried about that. Honestly, I think if... if but, but you know what? I want this team to work out. And right now, we're just so far away from it. I don't know, I don't know what to do. I think and that's why we're frustrated. I think at the union, and I, I haven't even been it. drinking much today, and I'm, I've just decided to let it go. All right, so let's start to wrap it up. I mean, it, obviously, we had our ambitions at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We said home playoff game. DC yeah, no, then we're not getting a home playoff game, but we might be able to steal a playoff spot. All right. So same kind of position where we were last year. We're going to sneak yeah, in as the eight seed. Able, and, yeah, we might be able to steal the eight spot because everybody else, no one's stepping up. Everyone tied last night. We had four games that tied. Um, you know, I, I just think that we're not, luckily, somehow, we're not in a horrible spot to make the playoffs, but we're so far away from getting a home playoff game, and that's frustrating to us as fans. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you well, I'd love to get a point in, in Louisville next week, and then, and then when we're back home to get all three. Well, what, I guess what do you think our chance of, get, of getting four points out in the next of the, two games? Yeah. Who do we play after Louisville? Eric, I'm trying to remember. Who do we play after Louisville? Richmond again. Yeah, so yeah, we could win that game. All right, obviously. so yeah, we could we could get we could get four points. But I mean, honestly, think about it. We, barring you throw out the first game where we scored four against Richmond, oh, Richmond's horrible. They they're picking up right where they left off last year as well. Well, but they, have, they, they, they but look at it this way. So we have two goals other than the Richmond game. That's a problem. We need to finish. And I'm calling you guys out one more time. I know buddy, uh, some people do listen to this. Here's the deal. Santi Moore, I do not want to see you hold your head because you lack the finish. I want to, uh, if you finish, if the lack of finish is because the keeper made a good save. All right? Corey Burke, I want you to not look so awkward out there like you're a freaking dork or something. You look like a pelican out there. It's horrible to look at. You're not going to play on the next level if you're looking, your, your touch is horrible. And then your finishing is a disaster. I don't want you doing the old, oh, I should have had it. You guys, I want you to score. Even if we even if we tie against Louisville, I want you guys to I'd be happy to with a draw against Louisville. So, Santi Moore, Corey Burke. I want you guys to score goals in, in a Louisville match. That's that's what we're calling you, out. I think, and this is the thing, you're fired up about Santee, and I was too. I was pissed at the game. I'm glad he called himself out, but he you did. know he what? He took responsibility, at least, whereas these other... Santee has put in the most effort of anybody on this team. I agree, but you know what? He, he should have shot the ball. He should have shot the ball. 100%. If you're on that level and you take that extra step like he did and doesn't, don't understand that you don't have time to do that, then there is a serious problem. Yeah. All right? Like I said, I, I so, think he's put the most effort in. I, I, he, I'm not worried about it. I, I think he rebounds from that. You know he what? He pissed at himself. He's gonna believe, shoot, well, what I'm going to love is Santee's going to come out shooting from fucking 30 yards. And I love it. I'd rather go I for want glory, him, baby. I Put him want in him shooting. 40 I want out. him getting his confidence, and I want him to do that. But don't take that extra touch on the ball, and don't. There are a couple other chances that you are just not great at. And Corey Burke, your form, your form, in the possession and your touch is a disaster. Okay, you want to be playing on the highest level. You want to represent your country, Jamaica, and yeah, keep that up. You're going to be in the minor leagues or you're going to go to some 
godforsaken country in the D2. You're going to go to South, the South Korean second division with Seiko yeah. Kone. And we all know you guys can't You play guys together. don't want that. So we're doing this out of love. We're calling you guys out, and we want goals. All right? Because I think that if you concentrate and you have the skill, and you put balls way over the net, come on. That's like you teach the night, you know, night under U10s like I do. I want better quality out there, and I want better finishing, and both of us want that. I don't want to be yelling and screaming. I want to be acting professional. Yeah, next week, I want to be jacked up because we yeah. Jack up, positive, happy people like we are. So, right? so we'll wrap this one up, unless you have anything else. No, I don't have anything else. Bob's fired up. He's well, I am. We did, it, this one was had it had its time come it right? did it did so you know what i'm happy that we're able to express ourselves in a great country uh no seriously you know we're just speaking our mind it's because we care um we, we're always taught in in, in uh, communication school to 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 be yourself and speak your mind yeah, right so and this is what this is about this week so i hope you guys had fun listening we got, got some off our chest, and uh, we'll, we should be back. What, two weeks? We're going to do this again? Two weeks, a week. We got yeah. Louisville next weekend. Maybe we'll do it after. Um, maybe we'll do it next Sunday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. If not, you'll see it after the. Uh, you'll hear it after the uh, our home game. The rest right? of the game. So, uh, Mark Cole, Bob Hopko, Bethlehem Black. Thanks Curtis. for putting up us. Thanks for putting Have up us. Have a good week. Have a good one.